In the beginning was the world. See, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? He's just a You think Jesus was some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Tina from the Esther Foundation. Now, I've been really enjoying uh, learning about the Esther Foundation in the last couple of weeks, researching. They basically help young women put their lives back together. They're based in Perth. And uh, Tina, you're over here in Brisbane. How are you enjoying it over here in Queensland at the moment? Hi, Matt. Yeah, I love Brisbane. It's been an amazing trip, just travelling around and having a look at the sunny coast and the sights and, yeah, the people are amazing, so I love it. Wonderful. Now, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, you, you're with the Esther Foundation now, but you grew up in Perth, became a Christian at about the age of 25. What was your family life like and, and how did you become a Christian? Yeah, I grew up in sort of a normal home. Both It was my both my parents' second marriage, mm-hmm. and um, by the time I was 15, I didn't really know where I wanted to be in my life and I had some had some dreams in my life. I wanted to be a chef and do all these things but um, everywhere I went, it's like I got all this negative feedback so I was like, oh, what do I want to do? Um, and there's a scripture in Proverbs that says, um, Proverbs 29, 18, that says, a people without vision, they perish. And I had no vision and I had no purpose for my life. So, you know, I went with the first crowd that I, I found and that was the drug-taking, cigarette-smoking crowd. Um, and, you know, you choose your friend, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And, of course, that led me to nowhere. And um, I started smoking pot, like I said. And, you know, by the time I was 20, I was a drug addict, a heroin addict, actually. And that set me on a five-year year spiral of I lost everything. You know, I had a house and um, had car and had I had an amazing life. And um, I really stuffed it up with the choices that I made. And um, when I was 25, I was, it was on my birthday and I was homeless, living out of a car, um, and you know, that night I happened to be at a hotel because it was my birthday. I was like, oh, you know, I looked around at myself. I was in the bathroom. I was like, look at my life. Where am I? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I actually have to do something about it. And I went, um, went to, um, Dr. George O'Neill's naltrexone clinic in Perth. And, um, you know, I got a naltrexone implant from, from George. And I said to him, Hey, George, can you pray for me? you know, knowing that he was a Christian. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, um, <laughs> I didn't realize at that time he came straight over to me and he started praying this prayer. I don't know what he prayed, but I felt this peace inside of me. I was like, oh, my goodness, what was that? Um, and then it was about a month after that that um, I went into his program after, you know, not realizing that I had to give up everything in my life um, if I wanted to break this habit, you know. And so about a month later, I went into, um, went into his program and stayed there for about a year. And I, I often, um, compare my mind before because the doctor said that I had drug induced psychosis and I had schizophrenia and, and my brain was like a, was like a washing machine. I was like, you know, it was just, you know, really irrational thoughts and, um, I was really tormented in my mind. And so I, when I, I was like, I looked at these people around me. There was a couple of house parents and I looked at them and I was like, that's what I want to be like. 
that's who I want to be like. And I was like, okay, what is different about them? And um, I met I met this man who eventually led me to the Lord um, and he had this joy in his heart and this joy in his life. And I was like, I love this man. You know, he's like this amazing father, uncle sort of person in my life. And he mentored me for the first year of my Christianity. He ended up uh, baptising me. Um, at this big lake and there was thousands of people around and I was like, yeah, this this is one decision that I know that I'm going to make for the rest of my life, you know. And I just felt the peace that surpasses all understanding in my heart and um, I just got a hunger for the word and a hunger um, to serve God and um, I ended up um, going into the Esther Foundation in 2004 and um, I walked in and I knew that that was the place that I wanted to be. I felt the peace and the love inside of, of Esther. Um, but like with everything, I had I still had a lot of negative traits from my old life. So I walked into Patricia's office and I, the only way I could describe it was she was like uh, like a truth serum. She would, you know, she would she was asking me questions and all of this all of this stuff was coming out of me and I didn't realize that I'm not as better as I thought I was. Um, and I spent the next two years in the program and in 2006 I graduated and it was the most amazing experience because I realised who my true friends were and, you know, my friends before I became a Christian, they would quite often people please and they would, you know, just go along with whatever I said or, you know, we would just go along with all the negative stuff. But my friends that I met at Esther, they weren't afraid to tell me the truth. They weren't afraid to... um, be in my bad books for the truth, for the sake of for the sake of God and, and His love, um, because quite often, you know, like God is God is love, but He's not uh, a pan being to every need, every whim. God, He His truth, you know, He is the way, the truth, and life, and He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Esther taught me about tough love. Um, not hard love, but tough love that was consistent and gentle and kind and considerate in all things and serving in all things because I was quite selfish um, in my old life. So, yeah, now I've been involved for six years and I'm, you know, in the PR marketing and events department and I just love it. I'm learning so much and, like, I never thought seven years ago that I would have contact with politicians and, and amazing people, amazing leaders in the community and now people are sort of asking me, me for advice. I'm like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'd never thought seven years ago I could be in this position um, of influence and, you know, speaking in high schools and speaking the fight against drugs message in, in high schools um, throughout Perth and, and WA. So, you know, I've, I counted a privilege to be serving God um, with the Esther Foundation. So tell me, when you first joined the Esther Foundation, what was the first things they did? Like, what do they do in their program to help, you know, rehabilitate and, you know, support the girls? Well, it's a live-in program. So um, you you get up in the morning and you do chores and you um, go for a walk because exercise is quite a big thing at Esther. So it's not just looking after your, you know... Um, one area it's a holistic program where we look after mind body soul and spirit you know um so just healing all of those areas doing lots of exercise and um and doing lots of groups group counseling one-on-one counseling um anger management we've got a goals group and 
um, we also teach the girls life skills. All the girls under the age of 19 are in um, full-time education doing their year 11 and 12. They do that off-site um, and then all of the girls in the program are, are required to do some form of TAFE study. So we've got um, community wealth, community services, Certificate 3, health and fitness. Um, we've just had 15 of our girls finish a hospitality course, a 16-week intensive hospitality course, so they love that. Um, and now there, we've got a whole bunch of girls volunteering out in the community. So it's not just the girls have to do, as part of their graduation process, they have to do 200 hours community service whether that's in involved with esther or we've got a different a few different ministries and um community groups that the girls can volunteer with so the girls are using their barista skills to serve at a church cafe that they've got so you know it's not just about looking at themselves and their own issues but how can we influence and impact others um in the community for jesus so yeah i i just love the fact that you know these young ladies that were on the wrong path, just having such a rough life, have now been redeemed. They're now living, yeah. you know, successful lives. You know, I mean, you look at your life. What a testimony yeah. uh, to, to what God can do to someone. And we were talking before that, you know, the gospel isn't just the gospel of salvation; it's the yeah. gospel of the kingdom, where uh, the King comes and can bring a blessing to every area of your life. Amen. So, what are some of the success stories? Tell me some of the girls that have been through and what kind of work they're doing now. What kind of uh, impact they're having on transforming society. Oh, it's so exciting because we've got so many amazing. Uh, when I start talking about the girls, I just I really get excited because like I've got a photo of um, the whole group here, um, and I'll just go through a couple of them. Um, one of them, Beck, she's actually over in, um, on the sunny coast with us at the moment. She was severely depressed and severely um, on a lot of antipsychotic medication and depression medication. Um, and the doctor said that she would never be off medication. And the doctors, you know, um, she was she was quite mental when she came in. Um, and now she's just mental for Jesus, you know. She um, um, <laughs> now uh, she grew up in a Christian home and. Um, when she came in, she was so broken because her family had broken up and she was, she spent a lot of years blaming God for that. Um, but she came in and her life has just been completely transformed. Um, she's not on any medication. She's just met and now engaged to an amazing young guy who is just an amazing support to her. One of our girls, um, Tisha, she, um, was an alcoholic at the age of 16. She's, um, she was so severely beaten by her ex-partner that she the, brought on labour at six months. She was only six months pregnant. So Sky, her daughter, was born in the REC helicopter, hence the name Sky. <laughs> um, and now Tisha has graduated the program. She speaks um, at a, at legal firms and she speaks like a barrister. Like She walks in there and speaks alongside the Premier of WA, Colin Barnett, and she now works for the a senator for WA and she also works for a federal member of parliament. So she's, you know, impacting, you know, those areas as well. And she's just, you know, like her daughter Sky is just such a healthy, vibrant young person now. And I just attribute that to, to Tisha's, um, we call it at Esther's stickability and her persistence in, you know, it's like I know that what I was doing as an alcoholic mother, drug addict mother in a negative relationship, I know that I, was, uh, I wasn't I was a good mother. Sometimes she didn't know where her daughter was. Um, and she came in and she's like, I don't know where my daughter is. And she, walk, she came into the program and... Um, 
just I need help with my mothering skills. We've now got three children at the moment in the program um, and now they're helping each other. You know, so Tisha helps mentor other girls with their children and she also comes in and works at Esther as well. So she's got a few jobs going at the moment. We went away to our church camp and we there were six of us and we catered for 250 people for the whole of Easter. So we're like, oh, let's go and serve and let's go and, you know, be you know, amazing and serve for all these 250 people. And we didn't realise that there was only six of us. So we're like, oh, my goodness, making food for 250 people is like really, really hard. So we realised after those four days that we're actually really, really amazing at cooking. So, okay, where can we go with this? So let's start teaching the girls how to, you know, branch out and make small business initiatives. And that has been for Candice, um, our amazing head of our cater girls division so she started and we've we've started growing cater girls and last year that brought in you know ten thousand dollars as a fundraising thing for esther um and we're also utilizing um the girls are being paid in in that area so the girls go out and they're learning how to be waitresses and cooks and um you know they're serving the likes of the minister for youth and the the premier and all these amazing people are utilizing our services and also teaching them how to have businesses and stuff as well okay so you've got like nine homes all over perth of girls who's had their lives transformed uh all over all over perth and you know you've just shared with us a few stories i'm sure there are many more stories we could talk about that uh, you know, there might be people listening that are thinking, you know, I have an understanding about God, but I've never had a relationship with God. Uh, and they might be thinking, you know, I want what this girl's got. I want uh, to have my life transformed like these girls have. So my question to you is, w- what is the gospel and how would someone respond to the gospel? Would you share that now with us? My favorite scripture is um, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Um, and further down in Philippians 4, it says, and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind always. And that for me is the thing that summarizes Jesus and his love um, because I was so lost and so broken and he was the thing that I was looking for. The old cliche, you know, that God-shaped hole in your heart. And that's exactly what it was. I was searching for love in all the wrong places and I was looking to man and I was looking to drugs and I was looking to all these things. I didn't find it. Um, I didn't find it until I found God. And, and he is faithful, you know, um, and he is trustworthy because so many people in our lives, you know, whoever they are, um, they let us down. So, and God will never leave me and he hasn't let me down and he's always been faithful. So, um, yeah. So if, if people want to say, you know what, I, I need God in my life, mm. you know, what would they do? What would your advice be to them be? Pray and ask him to reveal himself to you because he will. And, um, I mean, you just have to look around and the th- look at his creation and look at the things in this, you know, like we went up to Glasshouse Mountains the other day and they're just beautiful. Like, I don't know how you could look at the the world and not realise that there is a God. And, and so get along to church, find a good, you know, find an amazing person that loves God and um, just seek help after people. It's like, and some people, you know, people will still let you down. So don't give up on God because it's, you know, in all things, God is good. And lots of people that I meet, they believe in God, but they're angry at him for whatever reason. But the Bible says that he stands on the door of your heart and knocks, you know, knock and the door will be open for you. Seek and you will find. Yeah. 
Now, I reckon there's probably people that are thinking, you know, there's so many amazing stories they've heard in this interview and they want to find out more. Um, how can people support the Esther Foundation? How, how do people find you? Is there a website we can look at? Yes, um, our website is www.estherfoundation.org.au. And, I mean, yeah, if anyone wants to get on board with the Esther Foundation, check out our website. Because we're not government-funded, uh, we do run purely on donations. So it's it's a really good way to get involved in, the, in a community service and um, a service that's really in, impacting a community because it's not just about the Esther Foundation. You know, I felt like God said to me last week, we will not be mobilised unless we're unified. And that's non-Christians and Christians alike, you know. And if you are a Christian listening to this, I'm a Christian today because of a relationship that a person made with me and showed me the heart of the gospel and showed me who Jesus is. And they, you know, people don't want to be told, they want to be shown. Yeah. Let's not stand in front of people and, you know, pull them along. Let's get alongside people yeah. and say, hey, this is a better way to live. Yeah. And I was talking to one of my friends who's not a Christian and she said, I may not believe in God, but I do believe in the biblical principles in the Bible and I think everyone needs to um, look in the Bible and seek after some answers from God. Well, I just think uh, the story of your life, the story of the Esther Foundation is just so inspiring. And I reckon you girls are history makers. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. And also you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.